Hey, and welcome back to Get Outside with Kids, the podcast where we are hopefully encouraging you to spend more time outside with your family, whatever that looks like for you. And this week, I think this might be the first time we're diving into a bit of a controversial subject here, Kate. Yeah. And it's one of those things that we felt, um, I think we both had separately the same kind of reaction to it. And it's almost hard to say because it's from, it was something that we saw posted on an account that you and I have both followed for years um, and that I have learned so much from, and that's busy toddler. And it's this sentiment that we hear out in the world. And I think it just got put into words by the busy toddler account. And it, but it made this really strong reaction for both of us. And we kind of wanted to talk about it today. So, Jen, maybe you can share what it was that Busy Toddler shared a, f- a little while back um, on on her account. Yeah, exactly. I'll start by saying I think a lot of the content, in fact, most of the content Busy Toddler shares, uh, we both resonate with. Uh, she had a, a dream. I met her. Susie and I were best friends and I went around to her house. And I was like, oh, I love you. So, this is not like a <laughs> this is one stance of Busy Toddlers that we're like, what? This doesn't really fit with us. Yeah, but let's dive in. And as a social media person, I've got a few thoughts on this as well, but we'll get into those in just a moment. So I'm going to start by reading the post out. This was posted on November 7th. So depending on when you're listening to this episode, November 7th, 2023, you could go back to her account. Um, It has a lot of comments and discussion on it. Um, So let's dive into what the post says right now. Here we go. Something to consider. While there's no question that outdoor play has wonderful benefits for kids, the language surrounding it could use some considerations. The unnecessary guilt, shame, and stress on parents and caregivers when we pit indoor play against outdoor play is real, very real. Let's recognize the barriers that come with outdoor play and instead focus on any form of play regardless of location. Play is play and kids need it whether it happens inside or out. And then share if you agree with this message. Wow, a lot to unpack there. And and while I think Susie herself is trying to say this in a political way, there's she's obviously got a stance on it. And I feel like she's really obviously trying to stir up some debate here. So Kate, when you first read this post, what was kind of your first gut reaction to it? My first thought when I read it was, huh, that's weird because I didn't think that was the case. I thought the research and the science showed that kids actually have a multitude of benefits from playing outside compared to inside. <laughs> And that's true. We've built an entire podcast around it. So the first thought I had was like, hold on, I don't actually think that's true. Play isn't play. You know, like if you think of the kind of play that a kid does inside and the kind of play they can do outside in terms of how much they can move their bodies, how much movement they can have side to side, upside down, how much things they can climb, they can fall, they can, there's risk involved. It's actually not the same kind of play. So that was my first thought was like, but hold on. <laughs> We've had so many experts on the show. Maybe we talk a little bit about some of them. I guess my my second thought on it was I'm also not a teacher. She's this kindergarten teacher. And so maybe she's leading her kids to play inside in a way that I have never managed to achieve with my kids. So those are my first kind of initial thoughts. I also, though, I think we right up front need to recognize Of course, there are parts of our population, there are parts of the world where outdoor play is much more challenging. And that's not because those kids are not deserving of outdoor play. It's because of the world we've created that is not accessible, that is not welcoming, that is not inclusive. Absolutely recognize those parts. But I don't think that's what she's talking about here. 
Yeah, I feel like she's trying to sugarcoat it. Like, are there barriers to outdoor play? Yes. But I was really surprised to say, like, there's so much unnecessary guilt and shame that we're pitting indoor play against outdoor play. It's real. It's very real. And I was like, is it though? Like, I was just really surprised. I was like, who's drumming up the controversy here? Because it, it kind of feels like you are a busy toddler. Um, I mean, as someone who runs a podcast about getting outside, I mean, I think, Kate, and, and audience, please correct me if I'm wrong listening in, but I feel like on almost every episode, we have addressed the nuances of getting outside and how different that might look for your family. And in fact, our whole mantra about getting outside has been maybe your walk today is to the mailbox and back. You know, we have shared these tiny micro adventures about getting outside and that for some people getting 15 minutes extra outside a day is where you're starting from. And, you know, these really small ways to make it more accessible. So I'm like, well, well, who is creating that language that's pitting it against each other? I think back to your point, the science is clear. Outdoor play is so beneficial for children in ways that indoor play is not. But that doesn't mean our kids are going to spend 24 hours a day outside. I mean, that's not the world we live in. We have activities, we have schools, uh, we have all different kinds of climates we live in. But I also feel like sometimes we need to say outdoor play is important, period. That's not shaming indoor play. That's just a complete sentence. And sometimes I feel like on the internet, we, we can't say a complete sentence without upsetting anyone anymore. You know, we're not here to say, you can never play inside, but we're here to say- Indoor play is bad. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the ways we can get outside more depending on the time of year, your family situation, the health of your family? Let's get a bit more creative with getting outside. And if you dive into the comments on this post, um, you'll see a lot of people mentioning a thousand hours outside, which I think is a huge shame because I don't think people are understanding the thousand outside, thousand hours outside concept. So if you're not familiar with it as well and you haven't you haven't heard of it. It's an entire movement by Ginny Urich and it's a podcast. It, she's got books. She's got a whole range of things that can help you spend time outside. And it came from her initial observations as a mum of many kids. I can't remember how many kids she has, four maybe. Um, and she read somewhere that over the course of a year, a kid will spend 1,000 hours on screens and so this is not some goal that she's set as like, this is a pinnacle. She's saying, what if we began to replace some of that screen time with outdoor time? And in every single thing I've ever heard from her, every post she's ever put up, everything she's she's putting in her podcast, she's saying the thousand hours, the number itself is sort of arbitrary. There's no shame here. It's an intention thing. And it's the intent it has to be there. So obviously I think people misunderstood this. When we were reading the comments, I was like, whoa, whoa. People are like, I I think they're feeling like personally victimized by the fact that somebody said it'd be great if your kids spent a thousand hours outside each year. The thing is, it would be. So like you, you like, let's remind ourselves of the science here. The first fact that comes up when you start to look at this, children who play outside are more physically active, which helps prevent obesity, heart disease, di diabetes, health issues. Like, I don't know how you can argue things like that. Children with ADHD experience significantly fewer symptoms after spending time in nature. Great. Uh, they have advanced motor skills, kids who play outside, including agility, balance, and coordination high levels of vitamin D. Um, they engage in more imaginative games. Like, where are all these facts in this, Jen? <laughs> I feel like I people are looking for an excuse to just sit on the couch still. And that kind of bothers me because if you have like a play-rich environment, if you've hand-chosen every single toy that's in your house 
And if you know how to manage your children so that they're learning and they're playing in a really rich and deep way, great. But I sure as heck can't do that in my house. When we stay inside all the time, even with the most educational times, the most open-ended, you know, the blocks and the magnets and the vehicles you can put people inside of, the kids still go apeshit at some point. I don't know how you get around that. (laughs) And then I think what people do is they probably turn on a screen because the kids are just having at it. And, you know, when you say things like play is play or being inside doesn't matter, being out, going outside doesn't really isn't important, I feel like you're giving people a free pass to, well, never mind, turn the screens back on. Yeah, I, I think it really comes back to that screen time too. I mean, Busy Toddler also lives in a, a full-size house, which is different than other spaces. You know, we don't have an entire uh, room that can be set up as a jungle gym where our kids can move their bodies in big ways. Um, lots of people where we live live in smaller spaces. And so, you know, if you want to have that movement that we've heard from so many of our educators on the show, I, I don't really have a space in my house where my kids can go play upside down. And while they do attempt to jump off the couch, a lot. Um, it typically ends up with somebody getting bashed over the head. And one time, us, one of my kids lost a tooth. So, you know, we do try and keep that to a minimum in the house. And then I, I think to your point about the free pass too, like, I think when you, I love the concept of a thousand hours outside and like our kids are spending so much time on screens that if we replaced even 30 minutes a day of screen time with outdoor time, what a huge difference that could be. And there is absolutely a time and a place for screens. I follow lots of screen time educators about, you know, how do you use screens and when to use screens and why do you use screens? And sometimes you're solo parenting and everybody's sick and the weather's terrible. And honestly, my kids watch TV every single day. That's not something I'm looking to eliminate in our life. I just also try and make sure we also get outside every single day, right? Like it's that balance piece of like, you know, yesterday morning was a great example. It was a beautiful Saturday here. It was sunny. We went for a hike as a family in the morning. And then we watched Home Alone as a family in the afternoon. You know, it's that balance piece about we created the time for outside space first. And then we had some inside space that we watched a family movie together. And then we actually got back outside again in the afternoon. So, I think sometimes we do need to push people because I read through a lot of the comments and some of the comments are, yes, you might not live in a place where sometimes there's extreme weather events where you can't get outside, but sometimes people were like, well, it's cold here in the winter. And it's like, well, how cold is it? You know, we live in Canada. Uh, it is very cold in parts of Canada, but there are ways to get outside in short bursts. We're not talking when it's minus 40, but if it's only minus five in the winter, that can still be outside play. Some of the people said, you know, we live on the West Coast and it's rainy. Here we are in Vancouver. We are in rain season right now, Kate. It is going to rain probably from now until the next three months. That's how we got out yesterday in the sunshine because I think it's probably one of the last sunny days in a while. Um, And sometimes it does suck. Like we said on this podcast, how many times like getting out of the rain with small children, it is not always the most fun. And sometimes it does take us 20 to 30 minutes to get everybody in their rain gear suited up, but we still do it. So I think this post, post, I think it just rubbed me and you exactly the same, that wrong way of like, yeah, of course we don't want, we don't want outdoor play. We don't want anyone to feel guilty or shamed, but we do want people to look for creative ways to how can we add in more outside time again to our kids' lives. Just to address one concern around this, which is, oh, it's a privilege thing. Absolutely. Like we are, you know, you and I are privileged in many ways, um, you know, and there's a lot to do with, you know, how many hours a week you have to work and whether you have the free time, whether you have a supportive partner, whether you have friends, whether you have uh, friends who are also, you know, 
at the same point in life as you and who can help out with different parts of your life. Um, you know, whether you can afford to to buy the kind of gear to get the kids outside. And absolutely all of those things are a privilege. I would probably argue though that pretty much everyone in our climate, you sort of have to kit your kids out with that gear. Because if you're sending them anywhere other than your house, if you're sending them to daycare or school or any other kind of environment, it's required. And so, absolutely, it can be a big investment to be able to get, you know, they keep growing out of their friggin' rain boots and the muddy buddy's too small again. And so, there's a gear piece there that's, you know, it is it is an expense and that can be a barrier. And I think, you know, that's definitely felt particularly newcomers to the country, you know, through my work and my day job, there are a lot of newcomers who are like, well, we don't have any of this gear. And absolutely it can be a barrier. Um, I just think though, that if we're going to, some of the barriers are real and some of them are sort of something that people are putting up themselves. And I think, you know, the weather is such a great example. If you look back at the kind of guests we've had on our show, we had Carolyn from Manitoba. And when we asked her outright, would you prefer to take a kid outside in the rain or freezing cold temperatures? She was like, absolutely, freezing cold temperatures and snow. Do it. This is just how Canadians are. So, the cold and the wet, you know, I'm like, meh, whatever. Um, I think, you know, there is definitely a case. Having come from Australia, in Australia in summer, in the middle of the day, you really can't do anything because if it's 40 degrees outside, you'll get sunburnt very quickly. It'll be too hot to do anything. Your kids could get heat exhaustion, whatever. But that's why you see kids at the playground between like seven and nine. And then maybe they're going out after six o'clock when the sun's a little lower in the sky and they can actually run around or they're playing in the pool or they've got a water table or something, something like that, or they've gone to the beach. So, I know these things because I've been in these places, I've lived in these places, and I still don't think it's a bad goal for everyone to spend just a little bit more time outside. (laughs) The other part about it that I think is one of the main reasons that you and I started this podcast is that we have found we're better parents when we're outside. And I can't, I just can't see a way to be a great parent when I'm inside. I really can't. Um, the last week I've been solo parenting and I'm not very good at it. <laughs> you are great week, at it, Kate. First oh of all, Kate, oh you are great at it. You are God. great at it. Jen, by the end of the week, I was like, <laughs> about like everything. So, I can't find a way to be a great parent inside. Whereas I go outside, I feel a fresh air. Even if you say it's just going to the mailbox, it's going for a walk around the block. It's putting the rain boots on to step outside into the pouring rain in the driveway in front of our house for 10 minutes and then we come back inside. Even if that's all it is, I feel better. And I think that that is probably our main message from this. Yes, there are huge health benefits for your kids. There are play benefits. There are social, emotional benefits for kids being outside. But we're not talking to kids on this podcast. We're talking to parents and we're telling you what we know to be true, which is you will feel better when you go outside. It will help you not just feel like a sleep deprived disaster. And I think that's probably the most important message we can share. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, today was a great example. This morning was a little bit, it was kind of raining on and off. Um, our kids were struggling to get out the door. Um, I had a bit of bribing with my older kid to get out. We got out, but Within, I'd say, one minute of us being outside the door, he snapped into being his happy self again. You know, there was all this dragging the feet. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to go for a bike ride. We got all the layers on. And wouldn't you know it? You get out the door and he was happy as a clam to be outside, right? It's often the momentum to get outside. And I was thinking about that because last week, I, you know, I mean, we're here in Canada. It's, it is dark, you know, by five o'clock. Um, 
And this time of year can be really hard for those of you who do anything in the evening, like swim or gym or, or you know, whatever that looks like for you to be active. Um, and this week, I found it so hard to get out the door to do anything in the evening. And I was supposed to go swimming with a friend who was on the podcast before. I shall name no names. And she canceled. And then <gasps> I just didn't. I just didn't go, you know, I didn't go because I was feeling, you know, like the lack of momentum to Mm. go. Right. And then I had another, I had another walking uh, evening uh, date with a friend last week. And because I had made a plan to go, as soon as I got out the door, I was like, oh my God, it's so lovely to be outside in the dark. Mm -hmm. Like, right. It was just getting the momentum. And that is often the hardest part. And I think that's what this this supposed to be kind of glossed over. Like it's that momentum piece. It is annoying to get kids and babies dressed to go outside. Like no one's saying it's not. It is hard when it's dark at 4 p.m. up here on the Northern Hemisphere. And it's also hard when the weather isn't perfect. But I think we have said multiple times on this podcast, even on our fails episode, that every time we've gone outside, even when our kids have fallen into the river and soaked themselves completely, it's almost always been a better experience, right? Like no matter how hard it was out or how many fall down there was or how wet everybody got, we were always like, it was still better than just being inside all day, though, because that was always the alternative for all the fails that we had and all the days we went outside in the rain. The alternative was just being inside on the miserable day. Um, and to me, I'm like, I'd rather go outside and get soggy and get wet for 20 minutes than just be inside and have the kids you know, go bounce off the walls. And I feel like this really doesn't address some of those things that you're always going to be a better parent, a happier parent and a happier person. If you just get the momentum to get outside a little bit, you know, in on most days, you know, asterisk, asterisk here, because yes, are there some days where you absolutely hundred percent cannot get outside due to extreme weather events, illness in your family, other, other things going on? Of course there are. But I think I truly believe that for most families, 90% of the time you can probably find 15 minutes to get out the door for a quick walk at some point if we make it part of our day. For the record as well, Jen and I have never actually tracked our hours in the 1,000 hours outside way. And I don't actually know if I'd make it, but (laughs) 1,000 hours in a year, that's not the point though. Um, (laughs) I think really what we want to end on here is we believe that we're better parents outside. We know it's good for our kids. We have so much research. We have so many guests who have been on our podcast who could point to it. Right from our very first guest, Jane Pilskull-Niedis, Angela Hanscomb, an amazing OT, Megan Mack, a physio, Dr. Melissa Lem, a a physician, all talking about the immense social, emotional, physical benefits of being outside. I don't think we're going to argue with that. So I think what we're just saying to all of you and what we hear from your messages and actually, Jen, from the listener who I actually, uh, I was recognized the other day from the podcast in public. She was like, I know you. I know where I know you from the podcast. Uh, That was special. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, all the feedback we get from people is like, it just gave, your podcast gave me just a little bit more um, encouragement. And I actually did this thing. I took my baby and my three-year-old out for a walk and I feel better. I went for a 5K run with my baby in a stroller or 5K walk <laughs> with my baby in a stroller. And I'm so glad I did. You know, this, they're tiny changes. We're not asking people to go and spend a thousand hours outside. We don't even think we, <laughs> they're really small changes and a reminder as well to be careful on social media about what you consume. Um, I think I've been taking a bit of a step back from it recently and I feel really good about it because there's so much advice out there. And if you feel like you're being shamed or by any account, even by us, by anyone, 
the unfollow button is right there for you. Make sure that you don't feel bad about what you're doing as a parent because we know from the, the feedback we've received from our listeners and the people who've spoken to who listen to the show, we know that you're thoughtful parents who are really honestly doing the best you can for your kids. So, keep doing that. You're a kick-ass parent and we know that, right, Jen? You're a kick-ass parent and you're doing a good job. I hope you're saying that to yourself this week too, Kate, because you just survived eight days of solo parenting. Solo parenting. Uh, I know, for the win. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this, whether you saw the post. It was on a couple of different accounts. Uh, We'd love to hear, you know, hopefully we're not producing any guilt or any shame here, but we would love your thoughts on some of the messaging around getting kids outside and whether you've heard this kind of in your communities as well. Um, If you do enjoy our content, please hit subscribe because we do drop episodes every week. And we'll be sharing this over on our Instagram account at Get Outside with Kids. We'll be sparking some discussion there. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with who knows what breaking news could happen between now and then in the next seven days. But otherwise, we'll be us or another guest back on next week for more tips on spending more time outside with your family.